Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. I really started getting, within the last few weeks, you know, I, I'm getting ready to start school on Monday. Uh, I know that 2020 threw parents into a position that they weren't quite ready for or they didn't feel like they had the ability to do. And so I did a four-day live broadcast in 2020 on homeschooling, which you can find under my podcast. I think it's probably up on YouTube, the videos as well, but if you're more of an audio person, um, you can make sure you... uh, uh, go back to the podcast and it's a four-part series on homeschooling because I just sat down and I said, hey, this is what I do. This is um, how I do it. And I kind of taught on it and then I showed what I use and different suggestions. Uh, Once again, we're in that place again where the world has thrown parents for a loop. They're taking their kids out of school. They are not wanting to be a part of the system and they're homeschooling. But then I've got people that are constantly asking me questions. I just spoke at a women's meeting on Friday. They came up to me and they said, listen, those old podcasts you did, I'm now doing the homeschooling that you talked about. Uh, Do you have any suggestions for this and this and this? And, um, you know, just different things. So I had another uh, person I was talking to yesterday and I said, you know what? I need to do a broadcast on this because uh, the number one thing I think that holds us back from doing these big steps is feeling inadequate. So that's what I'm going to teach on for a little bit. I'm also going to talk about what I do for homeschooling and I'm going to show a few things that will make uh, your life a little bit easier and then take some questions. I did have a few questions that, that came in and then if you have any questions towards the end of this broadcast and you are someone who homeschools or you have, you're somebody who feels like, hey, I want to take this step, but I really don't know where to begin. I don't really know um, what I'm going to be doing. I want you to make sure that you, uh, you know, realize that when God's called us to do something, there's going to be some times uh, that you are going to switch with things you thought, you know, you were doing in life. And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, When you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, there's nothing that you can't do. We have to get out of our mindset and say, well, you know what? I can't do this. I didn't take a class on this. I can't do this. You know, this isn't, you know, if, if you're stepping into a a new season for you, this is your season. um, And you know what? Yeah, they're all writing. This is our first year. I'm so thankful you're doing this. I'm considering homeschooling. Listen, I want to let you know, I did not start off ever thinking I wanted to homeschool. I was never the the kid growing up. I was never the, the wife when I didn't have kids. I was never the new mom that said, I really want to homeschool. No, I, I, I did it because uh, Ted and I are in ministry Uh, together and a traveling ministry and for me it was a big deal and for him it was a big deal to make sure 
um, our family was together. Now I will say, if we didn't travel and God had, you know, has us, had us doing something different than what we're doing now, I still would be homeschooling. Uh, I, I do not agree with what's being pushed to our kids. I do not agree with what's being taught. I don't agree with anything that's being allowed. Uh, I don't agree with uh, masking up our kids. I don't agree with any of it. So I really, really am going to uh, challenge you uh, more than ever before that if you have the ability and you are capable to stay home, you, you're able to stay home with your kids to teach, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. We've got to stop saying, oh, I, I just don't think I could be around my kids that long all day. We have to stop saying, I just don't think they would listen to me. We have to stop saying, I just don't think um, I have the patience for it. I just don't think I have the room for it. And so I just want you to know you absolutely can and it's totally doable and, you know, uh, highly recommended. I just, I just would not be, I would not be putting my kids around what it is. And I, I get, you know, I'm going to get the parents that are going to say, my kids are a light and a dark. I, 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 I get that we're raising our kids to be the light in a dark world. But if you can prevent them from being in that world right now, at such a sponge age, do it. I highly recommend it. Do it. Stay home with your kids. You speak into them. You're in a time of uh, training right now, and they're going to have plenty of time. They're going to have plenty of time to be the, the generation that's helping to change the world and plenty of time to be the light in the dark. And so I really, really... Um, I'm going to challenge you because I know you can do it. God, and that's why I wrote in the title, God qualifies. He will qualify you. He's called you and you're qualified to do it. And I'm going to go through a story in the Bible. You know, I started this morning with saying, oh, well, it's just going to be homeschool talk. And I'm going to, but then the Lord really kept pressing uh, on my heart, this man in the Bible. And I was like, all right, Lord. Let me go read about it. Let me get some stuff out of it. And um, I'm going to show you uh, because we have feelings of being ill-equipped and that will hold us back in life. That's going to hold us back. You know, take, take the story and take the teaching that I'm going to give to you now if you're somebody that's not even dealing with homeschool. Maybe you're older. Maybe your kids are grown. But take this because all through life, with what God has called us to do at different stages in our life, we're going to get that feeling of feeling not equipped, feeling inadequate, feeling doubt, feeling comparison, feeling criticism, feeling the word failure. So we're going to have that come our way all different times uh, with any situation and all different times of life and all different ages. So, you know, I just, I really feel, have a heart for the moms out there that are stepping into this new role. So that's what sparked this broadcast. But you're going to be able to take this teaching and take these points and apply it to anything that God's called you to do. We don't need to be nervous to step out. Faith is not anything and nervousness. Don't, those two things can't be in the same boat. So what are we going to toss out of the boat? 
Are we gonna toss faith out and feel nervousness? Or we're gonna allow faith in and get rid of the anxious feeling, get rid of the I can't, get rid of I'm inadequate, get rid of I'm not equipped, I'm not smart enough, I wasn't called to teach, I don't know if I can do this. We've gotta get those things out of our vocabulary. And I know this is kind of, and I don't mean like any, when I say a basic verse, you know, everything is uh, not, you know, it is alive and it's powerful. But when I say, you know, in Genesis 127, it says God created mankind in his what? His own image. And so if we're created, created in his own image, then we're a representation. We shouldn't feel like we're an adequate. We shouldn't feel like we can't do something. Um, and so we were created for greatness. You were created for greatness. And um, like I said, we all have these uh, feelings. I wrote out a few feelings, uh, statement feelings that we'll, we'll, we'll say, well, I'm not strong enough. I don't know if I'm built for this. I don't know if I have the capacity, if I have the patience. I'm not experienced enough. That's another one. I, I, I didn't go to, I, you want me to teach my kids to read? Like, are you kidding me? That's so much pressure. You want me to teach my kids um, math? I barely did well in math class. And, and I'll address this at the end because homeschooling is not like it was back in the day. My husband was homeschooled up until high school and it, is my hair touching? And it was, it's nothing like it was back in the day. And with as busy schedule as I have, um, I, I, I'm able to do what I do and I'll share that at the end. Uh, but there's so many options out there so we have to get rid of, let, let's start fresh and clean. Let's get rid of this preconceived idea about homeschooling. Let's get rid of this, I can't do it. Let's get rid of this, uh, my kids will have no sh social life. My kids are gonna be weird. Let me just come out front and tell you and say, if you see weird homeschooler kids, look at their parents. Look at their parents. The parents are weird. The parents, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, don't blame and don't put all homeschoolers in the same weirdo, no social skills boat because I've gotten that question. I've gotten that, aren't you? I say, no, you're kidding. My kids won't stop talking. My kids are so social. They're so social. Anyone who knows my kids, they're so social. They're extremely smart. They've always are doing something. And so you've got to realize you, the ones you see walking around theme parks with fanny packs and high socks and weird New Balance shoes, and then you got the kids that like can't even function, and they're over in the corner like, you know. <laughs> That's because it was weird. The parents are doing that. So don't group homeschoolers into thinking that's what it is, is homeschool life. Like, they're, this is what people think homeschool kids are like. Here's the glass window. I'm, I'm gonna be a, a mime. Here's the glass window. And they're looking out the glass window at all the kids in the world. And there's one teardrop going down their face. And they're like, man, if I could just, can I, <laughs> Jenna, if I could just get outside again. And their hand is sliding down the glass window. That, that's literally what people, the world, will instill in your mind that that's what homeschool life is. 
that your kid has no life, no social skills, they're weird, they're gonna come out with, with, I mean, that's what it is. It's the kid against the glass window looking out at all the other kids playing in the street. No, your kids are leaders. Your kids are strong, smart, and set apart, just like we teach our Miracle Word kids. Strong, smart, and set apart. They're obedient. They have good social skills. They're smart. They're hands-on with stuff. These are the things you have to speak over your kids and not get nervous because you're stepping in to something new. And so um, those are all things. I'm not strong enough. I'm not experienced enough. I'm not talented enough. People are so concerned with arts and crafts. I'm like the least crafty person. I will do things. I like to do things. It's not that I don't like it. My mind just doesn't go there. So I have to like go online to find things and do things. And you know, I, to me, that's stepping out of my comfort zone where other person, people could be watching and being like, you know, the, the craft queen. They've got a craft room. And so we can't compare ourselves and feel like um, I'm not talented talented enough to do this. You know, we we have in our mind uh, like letting our kids down, but in all reality, they're not even thinking along those lines. My kids, you know, my kids don't sit up in their bed at night and rock and say, I sure wish mom was more crafty. Man, I, we wish we had more glue. Why doesn't she play Play-Doh with me? I, you know, we didn't get to make those toilet paper roll turkeys today. I'm really upset about it. You know, we put that in our mind. We put that and say, man, if I could just be more crafty, my kid would be better. If I could just do this with them, my kid would be better. You know, so these are things that we tell ourselves in our mind and it totally will mess you up. It totally will make you feel like you are not a good homeschool mom. So we have to shut down the comparison. We have to shut down the inadequate feeling, the feeling like I'm not equipped, I can't do this because God has called you to do this. Yes, Heather says, I'm the kind of craft mom that has all the supplies included in a bag. And I feel you on that. He opened the bag, here you go, there's the instructions, let's do this. And so, and so that's what I'm saying. And if you're not, if you are somebody who is the person I'm talking about, who is super crafty, hit me up. I want some ideas, email me some, I wanna do them. I wanna be a part of your craft class because I lack in that area. But see, we can all be a help to each other. We can all be an encourager. We don't need to compare and say, well, she's better than me and I'm better than her. No, let's learn from somebody. Well, what is she doing at home with her kids that maybe I can incorporate, can incorporate? or I like that idea. Maybe I should start doing it. We don't need to get down on ourselves and then talk ourselves out of the job that God's called us to do. Let's just do something about it. And that's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna learn a few things from Exodus 3 and 4 from Moses. There is a lot that we can learn from Moses and one of the stories about um, being presented, meeting God at the burning bush. And you think, what in the world? Like Moses in the burning bush? How could we incorporate this with feeling inadequate in homeschool? But I'm going to show you a few things because he had doubts. He escapes. Okay, so he sees a uh, Egyptian beating a slave, beating a Hebrew, you know, Moses 
is is a Hebrew, and um, and so he kills this Egyptian and hides the body and he leaves. He leaves town. He's feeling inadequate. He's feeling doubtful. He's feeling like, you know, I've I've just let so many people down and I'm going to hide. I'm going to get out of here. But you can't hide from God. When God has called you to something, you can't hide from him. He, you've, you've got to be obedient. You've got to be willing. You've got to step out of your comfort zone. And so we're going to look through Exodus 3 and 4. Um, you know, he had doubts. He tried to delay things. God's calling him for a mission, for a work, and he's trying to delay things. Uh, he's refusing to listen to God. He's saying, but, 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 you know, like excuse after excuse after excuse to God. And so we, we need to, um, I'm going to show you five things. We're going to go through this. We're going to do this together. Moses, five excuses. And I kind of line them up with, excuses that we can present to everyday life for ourselves, whether it be this new adventure of homeschooling, whether it be something new, a new job that God has uh, called you to do that you're like, why did he call me in this direction? Um, because never saw that coming. I don't even really have a high interest in it. You know, so Lord, you're, you're changing me up. But these are five excuses that Moses did. We're going to go through them, but I'm going to show you uh, great promises from it. So the first one, if you go to ex ex Exodus 3, this is where the burning bush is presented to Moses. And if you look through, um, I, I don't want to read all of chapter 3, so there's going to be, you know, if you have your Bibles and you are at home, if not, listen to this and go back to it. But we're going to go to... Um, so you got the burning bush, God's talking to Moses... Let's start with verse 10. He says, Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, uh, Israel, out of Egypt. So God's talking to him. He found him. He's saying, listen, this is what I want you to go do. Verse 11. But Moses protested to God. Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? So his first excuse in verse 11 that I wrote down is, I'm not important enough. You know, we are to continually walk in humility. But he's over there thinking of what? His past. With his past, it's holding him back. He's thinking, these are the things I did. I'm shameful. Um, there's nothing important about me. I'm not important enough. So we can include that in, you know, homeschooling moms. I'm not important enough. I, I, I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't graduate high school or I graduated high school. I didn't go to college. Um, I never really took lessons in this. I, I'm, I'm not important enough. I was terrible in this subject, in this subject, in this. How can I teach my kids this? How, how can, how can I do this? And so we have the, I'm not important enough excuse that will bleed into what God has called you to do. But like I said, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is going to be your guide. It's going to give you the power and it's going to give you what you need. All the equipment of what you need to get qualified for the job that he's asked. Um, all right, if on and off with signal, 
uh, prob probably will be on your end. Maybe you can jump out and get, and get back in, but we will let you know if you do win. Um, all right, so first excuse, I'm not important enough. Okay, we've had, we've had that as we're stepping into this new season, homeschool moms. Number two, what shall I say? Go down to verse 13. I'm going to read 12. I just finished 11, and I'll finish with 13. God answered, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. So here, G uh, Moses is saying, I'm not important enough. And you got God saying, I am here with you. I'm the one who's asking you. I am here with you. All right. So we have the I am. The I am is saying, I am here with you. So you're creating his image. Then you need to say the I am in a sentence like I am. Uh, I am strong enough instead of saying I'm not strong enough. I'm not experienced. You say I am experienced. I am strong enough because the I am is in the middle of your situation. The I am of your life, God Almighty, is the one that's going to see you through when he's equipped you. That's right, Hope. I am strong. I am smart. I am fully equipped for this new job, this new territory of life that you've called me to, Lord. I am, you know, so you got, you got to fill that in. So verse 13 says, but Moses protested. Okay. Oh, Maddie, can you text uh, Tiffany? Bonnie needs you to put her name in to the thing. She's having trouble. Bonnie Benedict. Um, okay, so you have Moses protested again. He pro protested in 11. So he's um, uh, going back and forth, back and forth with God. You know, God's saying, hey, I've equipped you. You can do this. He's saying, but God, I'm going to argue with you. How many times have we been there? Like, are you sure you really called me? Are you sure you're asking me to do this? Are you, how do I know it's you, Lord? So Moses said, but Moses protested. If I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? Then what should I tell them? And then I got to thinking Moses' second excuse, and we all have the same excuse. What shall I say? What shall I say? And it's like, Lord, I would do the task, but I lack the necessary qualities. That, that's, that's like what he's saying there. Lord, I would do it. Lord, I would step in this new season of homeschooling, uh, but I lack, I lack the necessary qualities. I, I lack... Um, uh, being able to sit with my kids all day and uh, do this. I lack being a good teacher. I, you know, and, and you feel like you lack a quality. You feel like you lack one of the fruit of the spirit that you need to work on that. You need to, to ask the Lord, help me, Lord. I want to walk in patience. I want to walk in love. I want to walk in joy. And you absolutely can. You have to start saying, stop saying, I lack in this area. I lack in this area. What shall I say? What shall I say to my kids? What shall I say? 
And so that was a number two excuse that I was looking through in Exodus that Moses had with the Lord when asked to step out and do something new. When asked to, to, to step out and do something he felt doubtful about or felt inadequate to do. Number, number three, and if you go down to Exodus 4.1, and what does it start with again? Man, Moses, he had to like be so frustrating to God in that very moment. Because here he is, fire in a bush that's not burning. You know, one of the most miraculous things <laughs> going on in front of him, and, like such holy ground. And Moses is legit. Like God saying, I am here in front of you, calling you telling you, I will equip you for such a time as this. I'm telling you, I have set you apart to do this. And you don't have to think of it in big things of life, just the little things with homeschooling and teaching your kids. I've equipped you, the Lord is saying. I have called you to do this. The Lord made us, the Lord made us as parents, to raise our kids. Now, there is the way the world is, and there is society, and there is jobs that parents go off to. But at the end of the day, God made it a way uh, for it to look as though the parents are the ones sewing into the kids. The parents are the one teaching the kids. All the information kids get are from the family unit. So that's so natural to be doing what we're doing, to be the ones that speak into our kids' lives, to be the ones that are uh, always with them. You know, the world makes it the opposite. It's weird for you to always be with your kids. What are they, sheltered? It's weird for your kids. No, it's not weird. That's the biblical way. That's normal. Your kids should be going to you for everything. Your kids should not be seeking answers from the internet, should not be seeking answers from outside sources. It's a family unit. And where there's a unit, where there's unity, there's strength. And the devil hates it. That's why he wants to break up families. That's why he wants to break up marriages and parents and cause all this ruckus because he knows the family unit is the way God's created it. We are the masters of our home. We are the ones that are supposed to be teaching and speaking into our kids' lives. And I understand I'm not getting on people who legit like there are single moms out there who have to go to work and their kids have to go somewhere else. I that's I, the situations. I know it's different. That's why I start off with saying if there is a if there is an opportunity and there is a way for you to do what I'm teaching for homeschooling and keeping your kids home and keeping your kids around you then I'm telling you, I'm challenging you, and I'm encouraging you, and I'm charging you that you can. You can absolutely do it. You can absolutely do it. And that's what I'm here for today, to let you know. It seems bigger, it seems more overwhelming than it actually is. And so, number three, go to Exodus 4.1. Here's Moses again. But Moses protested again. Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? And that's a question I said at the beginning, right? 
parents are always like, I don't think I can homeschool, my kids are gonna listen to me. Well, I mean, that's kind of a silly statement for you to say because there needs to be authority in the home and they need to they need to be able to listen to you. They need to be able to listen to you as a parent and they need to be listened to you as a teacher. And so we don't need to have always have that question, well, what if they don't listen to me? They should be listening to you. And so that's something that needs to be worked on in a different aspect because it's authority and honor and respect and uh, obedience, it all ties into the same thing and it's something that has to be taught to this generation. We got too many kids running around doing whatever they want. I, I was in TJ Maxx yesterday and I was trying on a blouse and I had this little girl, I mean at the top of her lungs, this is a side note, but yelling, at, I mean yelling at her mom. She was screaming at the top of her lungs, you can't wear that, you can't wear that, take that off now, you can't wear that. I mean, the entire time, I was so flustered trying to put on this blouse. I was like, I've got to get out of here. I'm starting to feel like sweats are coming on. I'm starting to feel like I'm gonna go knock on the door and ask that mom if she would like help with her daughter. Because who are you to be yelling at your mom to take something off? And this is the generation, like no, nothing. You didn't hear the mom say anything. She's kind of speaking low. She's probably embarrassed. But you know what? Your kid's embarrassing you. It's time for you to step up to the plate and be like, you want to embarrass me in public? Let me give you a taste of your own medicine. And, but that, I'm old school. I'm old school. I do what the Word of God says, and I'm not going to have it. I'm going to teach my kids to be obedient, to be respectful, to be honoring. Because if they can't do it, if they can't do it to somebody in the natural, your parents, you, me, uh, when they get a job, you can't honestly think that they're going to honor and respect and follow and be obedient to Jesus who they can't physically see. So you have to think like that. So don't be a parent that says, I can't homeschool because my kids won't listen to me. You've got to start with the authority, with the honor, respect, and obedience being taught in the home. I couldn't, I, nobody could, I couldn't teach my kids if they were hellions all day long. It, it would be a constant battle. So like I get the saying, I get the outcome, but the reason I can do it and do it on the road and do it at home and do it now with three, it's because that is instilled and that it's an instilled biblical principle that's taught to my kids. So you have Moses saying, what if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? So number three, Moses's excuse for number three. They will not listen to me. I won't be a good leader. I don't feel smart enough. So you've got Moses here. He's still full of doubt. Suppose that I was able to do this work, Lord, but I'm not sure I'd be successful. That's pretty much what he's saying. Suppose, suppose I could do this, Lord. This is Exodus 4.1 for, for the third excuse. I could do this, Lord, but I, I just don't think I'd be successful. I don't think you've really called the right person. I think, you know, you've, you this little idea that I'm kind of bouncing around in my head to homeschool my kids to do this, you know, I, I, I could do it. I just, I just don't, I don't think it's going to be successful. But once again, we put the I am there. I am successful. I am called. I am equipped. And so doubts, doubts 
those lies of doubts, those the words of doubt that come into our mind will stop us being successful in our service for God. Those little uh, foxes that spoil the vine, the little things that come in and creep in and make things bigger in our thoughts and make things bigger in our mind, those doubts will cause us, will cause us um, and stop us from being successful uh, in our service for God. And so we have to make sure that we get rid of doubt we get rid of uh, feeling like I'm going to fail. Get rid, you know, if something you're homeschooling and it, something doesn't work out and you're like, I'd, try a different way. Try a different approach. Change something up. Okay, well, this schedule is not working for us. This schedule is, is hard on my kids. All right, so you're the boss. Like they're homeschooled. If you feel like getting up at this time isn't going to work and maybe an extra hour would be a little bit better on everyone's uh, personality, everybody's uh, attitude, you know, this and that. Well, then change it up. Start moving things around because you're in charge and change it up. We don't, we don't have to have it a certain way. We don't have to have it the same way as a brick and mortar school. If you don't want that schedule, don't have that schedule. If you don't want to do what they're doing, don't do what they're doing. So don't have this concept in your mind that it has to be done this particular way or it's never going to work. And that's how we talk ourselves out of doing things that God has called us to do. It's got to be done this one particular way that I only know or this one particular way that I only see. And if it's not working, then it's time to switch it around. It's time to do something else. Let, like I said at the beginning, if I see somebody else doing something and it's working for them, don't just say for myself, well, it's not working for me. I guess this homeschooling thing isn't for me. No, reach out to me. Reach out to somebody else in your homeschool community and be like, listen, do you have any suggestions on how I can change this up? This schedule or this way I'm doing it just does not seem to be working. My kid is not focusing. My kid is not paying attention. We're just at each other's throats. And they say, well, this is kind of like how we do it. You know, maybe you want to incorporate a few things there. Maybe, you know, because every child's different at learning. So you've got to find a concept that works and, and change it up. And don't make the excuse of the doubt excuse. All right. Number four, going to, to Exodus 4, verse 10. But Moses pleaded with the Lord. Here we go again. Here we go again. Oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I have never been and I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. So he, Moses was not good at um, speaking. He, he kind of stuttered a little bit. He, had, he, he twisted his words. Sometimes he had a hard time uh, getting things out. And that can make you feel inadequate. That can make you feel like, Lord, you're asking me to go speak. Like you're putting me in a speaking position. And I can't even get my words out clear. Like, Lord, this is messing with my mind. But that's what I'm saying. It takes faith. And anything you do to step out and get out of your comfort zone. It's going to take faith to trust the Lord and be like, all right, Lord, you've called me to this new season. You've called me to do this work. You've called me to do this. And I'm going to trust you. I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like I can do this. But because you said it, 
That's what I got to latch my faith onto. That's what I got to latch my trust onto, and I can do it. And so number four uh, uh, for Moses' excuse was in chapter four, verse 10. I'm not a good speaker. Lord, you must be able to find someone better than me. I just know it. I'm not, I'm not good for my kids. I'm not going to, I'm not really sure how I can get this out. Like, how do I clearly present this to my kids? I'm not good. At, I'm just not good. And that's the thing, an excuse we always have. I'm just not good. Um, and then number five, uh, Jacqueline, I would get out of, if you can hear me, I would get out and get back in because the, the audio, the audio is good. Um, and number five. We're going to go and uh, drop down to Exodus 4, 13. But Moses pleaded again. This dude is having a hard time swallowing what God has called him to do. He has had so much doubt in these years. So much, I don't feel, uh, I feel inadequate. So much, my past is holding me back. So much, um... Uh, I, I, I'm not fully equipped for this. So much comparison that he still has a God in a burning bush speaking in front of him. And he still, like, I just, I'm giving you five excuses. Like, if you read Exodus 3 and 4, it's God, Moses kept saying, I'm pleading, I'm pleading, I'm protesting, I'm begging you, Lord. Are you sure you're asking me? So now he's at the point of protesting. Like, that's different than pleading. Now he's at the point of pleading. He's saying, God, I I really don't think you have the right man for this. Please, Lord. And so you could say that. Like, Lord, I I don't want to send my kids out to school. I just don't have a good feeling about it. And that's the Holy Spirit. And I just don't want to send them out. I want them to stay home. I want them to stay home. So you feel a tug that way. But then you're over here, you know, please, Lord, are you sure you've called me to do this? Are you sure this is the step you want me to take? Are you sure? I, I mean, I even have moms that have said, you know, I, I was working and we, we're now believing God. We're cutting back to one income because I feel called to um, uh, stay home. I feel called to uh, teach the kids. And side note, I've had husbands, I've had wives tell me that I just got to talk my husband into this. If there's any men that ever listen to this podcast, let your wife be the teacher. Let your kids stay home in your atmosphere and with your wife because you know what's being poured into them. You know what it, it, what they're getting out of it. So don't question. Don't be concerned about going to one income. God is going to make a way. If he, you think you're like, uh, uh, you know, confusing God. So he's called your wife to be a, a homeschool mom and, and, and raise your kids, but then he's not going to provide for you. No, God will make a way. It, it might feel scary. It might feel nervous, but let your wife, let your wife do this. Let your wife do this because that's one of the things that I get. Well, I got to talk my husband into this now. I really want to homeschool. No, let her do it. It is something God has equipped her and something that God has called her to do. Let her do it. So uh, Exodus 4.13, the fifth excuse that Moses gives 
is please send someone else. I know that this work has to be done. I know that the Hebrews need to be set free. He's saying to God, I know that they need to not be slaves. I know Pharaoh is wrong. I know it's evil, but find someone else for this leadership. Find someone else. And God's saying, no, no. I've put this inside of you. I've put this uh, gift inside of you. I've put this talent inside of you. I put this authority inside of you. And now I want you to do it. And sometimes we need somebody to shake us a little bit and someone to say, you can do it. And so that's what I am doing today. I'm letting you know you can do it. We don't need to feel overwhelmed. We don't need to feel, and, and we've all been there because like I remember feeling that way when I started homeschooling. I've been homeschooling since 2015. I'm getting ready to start Madeline in seventh grade, uh, Brooklyn in third grade, and I'm adding on Teddy for the first year of having three all in school. He's starting kindergarten. So I get, I get that um, unknown feeling. I get the unknown feeling, but you need to just take each day for the day. You need to say yes and then take each day for the day because we'll talk ourselves out of where God has called us to be. And so he says in Exodus 4:13, please send someone else. But if you look um, in Exodus 4, 11 and 12, I love it because that's how... Uh, I got two more things I want to show you, but that's how with all this back and forth, are you sure God, please send somebody else? What if I don't uh, present it well? What if I can't do it? What if I can't speak? All, all these things in the natural that we're feeling. What if, I, what if I'm not good enough? What if I'm not strong enough? What if I don't present this to my kids enough? What, you know, I can't teach that. I was never good at that at myself in school. I don't have the ability to do that. Look what it says in Exodus 4, 11 and 12. Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? So now we're gonna get off of our high horse. Now we're gonna get off of the, I can't do anything. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, but I'm still saying I can't do anything. We're gonna be knocked off our high horse right now because what God says, he says, then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak? Hear or do not hear? See or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? So you're not tripping up the Lord. He's asking you to do something. So it's not like when you say yes, he's like, oh, shoot. They said yes. Now what? Oh, no. They said yes. Oh, man. I, I don't know now. I didn't expect them to say yes. No. It says now in verse 12, and this is something that you are going to take into this school year. I start school on Monday, and many of you have already started or getting ready to start. This is what I want you to take this verse. I want you to take this verse, and ladies, if you have to uh, print it out and put it around your house, put it wherever you teach the kids, put it in front of your mirror when you get up and say, now go, I will be with you as you speak and I will instruct you in what to say. How 
wonderful is that to know that every day God is going to be with us. Every day he's going to be with us. He's going to be with me as I speak to my kids. He's going to tell me how to take care of a situation. If we all feel like blowing up at each other, he's going to have me Uh, he's going to have me uh, know what to say, how to handle it. I got three kids. Every personality is different. Every teaching way is different. So Lord, you are going to help me in the name of Jesus. Help me to give what Maddie needs. Help me, Lord, to present school to give what Brooklyn needs and how she learns. Lord, help me to speak to Teddy and how he learns and figure out how his mind works. And Lord, you've equipped me. You've equipped me to teach these children. You've equipped me to uh, speak to each and every one of them differently. All right? So this person can read differently than the other. That's okay, Lord. Show me something that you can teach me that I can show my kids a way to learn. All right, this one learns math a little bit differently. Okay, we're, we're not going to be tripped up by it. We're not going to be like, we can't do this at all. And so we're going to be like, Lord, help me. So get this verse, ladies. He has equipped you. It, now go. I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you on what to say. Amen. He's going to instruct us on how to do this new thing in life. He's going to instruct you on how to do this. And um, uh, real real quick, uh, I'm going to show you, before I take any homeschooling questions, if you have any, um, and I'm just going to show you a few little little things. Uh, Anne-Marie, that was Exodus 4 and verse 12. Exodus 4 and verse 12 is going to be the verse, ladies, that you are going to take for this new homeschooling year. It's going to be a verse for you, a reminder verse every morning. He's with you. He's equipped you. He's got you. He's your mouthpiece, and he's going to instruct you. Thank you, Heather, for putting it up. Exodus 4, 12. And so I'm going to show you two ways to um, uh, override these feelings. Two ways, real quick, to get past feeling inadequate, to get past doubt, to get past, and um, just quickly, two things. And it's going to be, one is going to be faith. We're going to have faith. And we always think, well, faith, faith for what? You know, I, I have faith for healing. I have, I have faith, you know, for money provision, I have faith, you know, and, and we kind of think faith is in, you know, faith is how we live our life. It is a lifestyle of a Christian and faith is, a, is applied in all areas. If faith is a trust in, uh, in believing the word of God. And so we can defeat, I wrote down, our feelings of weakness when we act. And um, Victoria, I will come back to that question. Uh, just give me a couple more minutes to finish this up. And um, uh, we can defeat it. We can defeat feeling inadequate. We can defeat feeling doubtful. Like we aren't equipped to do this with faith because it is an action word. We know that faith is an action word. Um, go. So Moses, God told Moses what? Go, 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 go. And that's an action. He expects us to act. He expects us to act. And you're going to have to, you know, it's not a risk like in a bad way when you step out. It's just you're going to have to do it. 
You're going to have to jump. You're going to have to rip the Band-Aid off. You're going to have to, it just doesn't feel comfortable, but I'm going to do it. It's like when you do a cannonball into a lake. It's like you don't see what's under the water. Um, you know, you don't see the fish that are there and, and, and what's in it. But in that moment, you're like, I'm taking this leap. Okay, so we have to do the same thing. Um, we have to do the same thing in this situation. And, um, and so when, when you do that and you operate in faith, God will come with the power that we need. He steps in, boom, at that moment. You said yes, you take a step of faith, boom, then God does his part. He steps in with the power and empowers you and you can get it done. So the second way, um, and I really love this and I wanted to end this teaching with this because this is what I'm here for with you. And um, it's number two to get over the feeling of the overwhelm part, the inadequate part, the doubtful part, the I can't do this, the comparison part, bringing, God's gonna give, give you faith to do it and he's gonna bring other people to support you. Because when I was reading in Exodus 4, and you guys know the story, but what, what ends up happening if you go down a few verses? Moses doesn't end up stepping out. Moses doesn't end up stepping out by himself, right? Who, who comes alongside of him? God brought somebody alongside of him to help him carry this out, to help him move forward. It says in, in Exodus 4, uh, let's go to, we'll start with verse 14. Then the Lord became angry with Moses. All right, he said, what about your brother Aaron? What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he speaks well, and look, he's on his way to meet you now. He will be delighted to see you. Talk to him and put the words in his mouth. I will be with both of you as you speak, and I will instruct you both in what you do. Aaron will become your spokesman to the people. He will be your mouthpiece, and he will stand in place of God for him, telling him what to say. So look, look, bringing other people to support you. He knew and saw that Moses needed help. And he promised him a friend. He promised him a companion. And that's what I'm here for you today. I want to let you know you can do it. I'm going to step in with you and I will. You need me? Write me. Questions. I've been on the phone with people I've never even met before telling them, hey, listen, these, this is what I did. This is the steps I've, I've taken. This is what I'm doing today. Let me help you. Let me guide you. Let me tell you you can do it. There's going to be somebody that God's going to help and send into your life. So when you're feeling inadequate, when you're feeling you like can't do something, there's going to be someone and that's going to say you can do it. And that's me today. That's me saying I want to speak encouragement to you. I want to speak faith into your belly. I want to say, listen, God's equipped you. You're full of the Holy Spirit. Don't let you talk yourself out of this new season. Don't let you talk yourself out of in your head what God says you can do or what he's put on your heart to do. And so um, before I pray, I wanted to end with uh, 2 Samuel real quick. 2 Samuel uh, 22, 36. 
can't I get to you? Second Samuel. All right, Second Samuel 22, 36. And God has given us his great help. So this is what I'm ending this part of the broadcast with uh, before I take on questions and pray for you and show you a few things. But 2 Samuel 22, 36, it says, and here is um, David, uh, of course, praising God. He says, you have given me your shield of victory. Your help has made me great. So remember this as you are going every day with a situation with your kids or you're going every day with a situation where you feel like you're inadequate. It says right here in 2 Samuel 22:36, you've given me your shield of victory and your help, your help has made me great. Your help, you know, when you look good, God looks good. So he never wants you to look bad. He never is, is there to try to trip you up, to make you look less or to, you know, teach you bad lessons or to see you broken and disgusted and struggling and full of, you know, fear and po No, the better you look, it draws more men to Christ. The more you have your head on your shoulders, the more you know what you're doing, draws every situation you have in life will draw people. Well, Carolyn, how do you homeschool and do it and make it look easy? Well, you know, and this is what I'm telling you this week, things I've had to kick out of my mind, things I've had to get a revelation on, and knowing that every day I say, Lord, use me as a mouthpiece. What can I do? How can I teach my kids? Help me, give me wisdom, give me guidance, and he will answer. He wants you to look good. So you have given me your shield of victory and your help your help has made me great. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for each and every person watching today. And thank you, Lord, for the ones who are starting this school year homeschooling, uh, that they're stepping into greatness. They're stepping into strength. They're stepping into maybe the unknown feeling, but Lord, you are with us. You've given us the instruction to do it. You've given us the Holy Spirit. You've called us, you've equipped us, and we can do it. We can do it with joy. We can do it with patience. We can do it with love. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be a mouthpiece for you, to be in the presence of our kids, to be that rock for them, to be that teacher, that you've given us the opportunity to step out to do this. We're not gonna feel inadequate. We're not gonna compare ourselves. We're not gonna let doubt come into our mind and talk us out of what you've given us the strength to do, what you have called us to do. Lord, and if there's anyone watching or listening to this replay or listening to this now who feels the tug to do it or just not quite sure, Lord, lead them, guide them, make a way for them. If they're a parent that's watching that says, Lord, I want to do this. I want to do this for my kids, but it doesn't look uh, feasible right now. It doesn't look like I could afford to do this right now. I couldn't take off work. I'm the only parent. I, I'm, I'm, Lord, make a way where there is no way. Make a way. Make a way, Lord. Give me a God idea. Give me a God idea where I can stay home with my kids. Give me a God idea where I could have a business on the computer. I could have a business on the computer, Lord, where I still make an even more 
money than I was in the world, Lord. It's not too far-fetched. It's not too far off for you love your children. Lord, give me a God business idea that I could work from home and lead my children, be there with my children, uh, speak into the lives of my children. Lord, I'm asking you, open a door for me, where it never saw possible, where I never saw myself, Lord, you saw it, you saw it. Now help me activate what you have for me. Lord, I ask for these parents that are praying for that, that their faith is honored, that Lord, you open a door at the rest of this year in 2021 and going into 2022, that no nothing they would have ever thought to step into, Lord, that and it's gonna be easy, it's gonna be uh, even better than they imagined. Lord, I go before them in the mighty name of Jesus and anything that's crooked, anything that seems like it's in the way to be removed, any hindrances in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, Amen and amen and amen and amen. Um, and uh, I, I just know it. And so I want to let you know if this is a topic, homeschooling, that has been on your heart or you're new to or just any questions, any questions at all, always reach out to me. Always write me. Let me know. And, you know, I, I try to write everyone back right away from, from when I see it. But just in case, um, you know, just give me a little bit of time to get, to get back with you. But I will. I will most definitely write you back. Um, there's a few questions that came in uh, online that wrote me before and a few that came up. Maddie, there's one above this one from Victoria. If you can kind of find one from a Victoria. Uh, she was up there. I think she was kind of asking about a routine, but I only caught uh, the very end of the question. So just keep going till you see Victoria, Victoria, where are you? Oh, thou out Victoria. Right there, Victoria Randall. What is your routine so that you can fit in school, Bible, workout, etc.? Okay, so obviously if something isn't going to fit as much as I love working out, um, that's going to be the one that has to be skipped. If a routine, uh, you know, had to give something up, I try to do it later in the afternoon. Sometimes that's harder because, you know, once you start your day, man, things like before you know it, it's time to cook dinner. Um, but I wake up earlier before the kids. Uh, Bible is something I always uh, will put first. Prayer, devotion, Bible is always going to be first. Then, um, and sometimes I, I will take my workouts and I pop in a preaching podcast from some of my favorite preachers and I go and, you know, I'll do a few miles and I'll, I'll kind of walk, jog and, and listen and get filled up with the word there. Um, I will pray on my walk. It's great because you have earbuds in and nobody thinks you're, you know, cuckoo and, uh, you know, I'm not looking up at the sky and, and talking, you know, to myself, which there are crazy people that do that. But I have my earbuds in. Sometimes I will sing really loud I caught myself when I was running not long ago I was singing I <laughs> I thank God um, I think it was by da da Dante Bowie or Bow or whatever in Maverick City and I was just like <laughs> yelling as I was like running so you know sometimes I incorporate it together if I have to uh, school I try to fit it in uh, at a, an appropriate time I don't like to have to do it you know, super late. Uh, Maddie does take a little bit longer being in the grade that she is in. So really each kid doesn't 
you know, we might start at the same time, but each kid isn't going to end at the same time because it really is based on workload and what my day looks like for that. So that's kind of my routine. Uh, when I'm home, obviously on the road, I have a completely different routine. It's road life and it's what happens happens on the road. <laughs> and that's kind of it. Um, there was another question, right, Maddie? That um, went down before we get to some more. Uh, encouragement, encouragement. I'm trying to, she's scrolling, she's scrolling. Do you need computers to homeschool? Because I don't have any, just a phone. Um, you don't have to have uh, computers to homeschool, no. Um, I, I homeschool uh, with a Christian uh, company called, it's always been known as Alpha Omega, and this year they changed their academy school called Ignite. They only changed the name. They didn't change their teaching. They didn't change their stance on the Word of God. They didn't change anything else. I've already been in contact with them. I've already spoken to so many people. I've already seen what their, you know, what we stand for is, and it's all exactly the same. They just changed their name to Ignite. I think they were just getting so much under the umbrella of Alpha Omega, uh, which has been around for years because my husband homeschooled with Alpha Omega. And um, so they're Ignite Christian Academy um, is a uh, school where you would need uh, access to a computer, uh, but just regular homeschool uh, where you contact the state yourself and contact your local district to let them know what you are doing because you do have to notify someone about your kid in school or they will be knocking on your door and, and calling you and wondering, you know, why is your kid not in some kind of school? So you do have to notify. Uh, you, you would find out in your local county or city uh, who that would be and what department and you write a letter and you turn in whatever they need and requirement. Uh, what I do is a little bit different. My kids are actually enrolled in an accredited school. It's almost like my kids go to private school, uh, Christian private school, but they get to do everything at home, which is another name they call distance learning. So they have kids from all over the world that are in, enrolled and they've got teachers and they have online classes if they wanna be a part of them. Um, but they do get the books sent to the house. They do go, go through all the books. And so for me, having them enrolled in that school is extremely helpful, extremely, um, it just keeps me on course and it keeps me, you know, because of the life that I live and I'm kind of all over the place, it's like uh, extra help in a filing cabinet and I don't have to reach out to the state and I don't have to reach out to the city and I don't, the just different things that get covered with me being a part of Ignite Christian Academy uh, that I've been doing since 2015. So if anyone is doing the academy uh, like I'm doing, I'm more than happy to help you go through the portal, go through any questions or anything so you can use the academy to your fullest um, of what you get with that. Um, do, you, do you do the extra worksheets in the back of the book? So Caitlin also does Alpha Omega. And no, I don't do the extra worksheets in the back of the book. Um, I did do a couple with Brooklyn last year if I felt like there was something, but the extra worksheets in the back of the, the parents' book is only for if you feel like your kid needs a little bit more time working on that particular thing. So if I don't feel like they need to work 
extra on it or they've done enough or I make stuff on the whiteboard for them and they've learned it there, um, then no, I don't do the extra worksheets. It's nice that they provide it for you uh, so you can have a little bit extra stuff, but um, you don't have to do the extra worksheets in the back. Is that all the questions that were up that way unless anybody else asked why you were? We went to Mardell and got books there. I'm homeschooling six kids. You are amazing. Books were 341-ish for everything. We're usually done no later than 12 and have an open schedule to go out to the park, read with ice cream at Chick-fil-A, witnessing, absolutely. I can't tell you enough how much I love having my own schedule. I love being in charge. I love saying, hey, kids, you know what? And this is one thing I encourage you is, um, you 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 are you are it you're the principal you're the dean you're the teacher you're the schoolmaster or whatever they call them nowadays is if you guys are just having a hard time and you see i'm getting ready to rip my hair out i want to rip my kids hair out i want to drop them at the local school at the front with a backpack and say good luck here you go they're all yours uh it's not like we don't all have those days where it's like for some reason yesterday they wanted to work yesterday they were all at it yesterday they were all into it and then today it's like what just happened my mind is blown just stop I have learned to not, I mean, I used to explode and I used to be like, uh, you know, now I'm just like, all right, let's just all be done. It's not worth it. It's not worth getting into a fight. It's not worth saying things you don't want to say. It's not worth it escalating to what it has to be. Just shut the book. Just shut the book and say, we'll revisit this tomorrow. We're good. We got to learn as teachers and moms and homeschooling to let things go, to let it go. All right, you're always like, I gotta keep up with the schedule. We gotta do this. We got 40 minutes to work on this. And sometimes you have to set a timer, sometimes you don't. If you see like your kids taking forever just because they're doodling and looking out the window and everything, give them a timer. Give them something that where they're like, all right, you have a goal. You've gotta be done in 30 minutes with this work after I'm done teaching it to you. You know, so, but just, Remember, there's nobody that's gonna come down on you if you decide to take off the rest of the day and say, you know, we've all had enough. Well, I've reached my capacity. I feel like I've had enough today. You're obviously had enough. We're gonna, we'll be back tomorrow morning. We're gonna revisit this. And I expect you to be more focused. I expect you to get a better night's sleep tonight. And there you go, good. No one's gonna give you a call and be like, excuse me, Carolyn, uh, why did you shut down school early? Why are you not continuing on for the rest of the day? And that's one of the things I had to learn. It, it's all right, get out of your schedule, loosen up a little bit, all right? Let's 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 get outside, let's get some fresh air, grab a bike, let's go to the park. You need an icy, let's get an icy, I need an icy, okay? You know, like I don't usually eat icy, but today I need an icy. You know, stuff like that, that just, just, just relax. Be a teacher that's relaxed. You want your kids to learn from you, don't be so uptight. This is what the joy of homeschooling is. You get to do whatever you want, just get work done. Just do it getting your work done. But you don't have to fight off 20 other kids in a class because it's just whoever you have in front of you. So learn, that's one of great advice I want to give you is learn to just relax. Relax. You're in charge. You're the boss. You're, you're all of it. You're the cafeteria worker. You are the janitor. You are the dean. You're the principal. <laughs> Except when Ted's home, I always said, Dad's the principal. So if you guys act up, I'm sending you to the principal's office and Dad's downstairs. Go to his office. 
That's what I'll tell them when dad's home. So he gets to be the principal when, when he's off the road. I, I, I let him have the baton of being a principal. Uh, Allison says, how do I help my eight and a half with reading? My homeschool group is saying she may be dyslexic. Well, you're going to need to be getting some specialized reading material for her. Uh, reading is not about memorization, only sight words. And I, and, and I know it's taught differently in certain schools, but reading is not about memorizing the words. Reading is about sounds. It's so important and it's a must that kids learn with phonics. Kids have to know the sounds and then you incorporate the rules and then you can step into it. Now, my kids learn differently. Maddie didn't need much help reading as Brooklyn had needed reading. And so I was at a point in first grade where I thought, I don't even know if I can continue on with homeschooling. I've, I've had one child that learns one way and this is all I know. I know. So here I am, Lord, you asked me to do this. You want me to continue to travel. You want me to continue to homeschool. I need help, I need guidance, just like I taught earlier. And so he said to me, well, why didn't you get a tutor? I thought to myself, a tutor? Like I'm a homeschool mom. What homeschool mom gets a tutor? These are real life situations that I have in my head. What homeschool mom gets a tutor? Because I am home. Like I just thought for some reason, and this is why we get trapped in our mind thoughts here, you know, with, with this doubt and stuff is I am only supposed to do something a certain way because that's just what it's always been done. And for some reason I used to think, well, they go off to school, those kids get tutors. Homeschool kids shouldn't get tutors because they're homeschool. Like I'm home, I'm the teacher. Why do I need another teacher to come to my house? And it literally, the Holy Spirit directed me to a lady that I found online, literally like zoned in. It's almost like every other name was gray and hers was bold. I gave her a call. She came over. She has now been a friend of the family. She's a spirit-filled Christian, full of the Holy Ghost. Um, even comes to like, uh, her church was in Miami, but she would come to my father-in-law's meetings. Like we're on the same page. She, you know, ended up partnering with our ministry after she met us. And it was like, this is what the Holy Spirit did. And it changed Brooklyn leaps and bounds. It gave her someone to look forward to that was just for her. Um, uh, Miss Susie uh, found Brooklyn's learning uh, skill and Brooklyn loves to sing and dance. So that is how she really, really helped Brooklyn. Now Brooklyn's a great reader now and doesn't need her tutor. But Allison, I would, you know, definitely encourage you to find some money to spend extra time working with, um, working with your uh, daughter and, and, and finding out how she learns and what's gonna trigger in her mind um, cause it, and pray over her mind. And so, you know, I got that concept out of my mind like, okay, I'm a homeschool mom, but I totally can have a tutor and it's okay. I don't have to be the only one to speak uh, and, and teach that way. And even though the school um, helps with things like that, it's different when someone's in front of you. So Miss Susie came once a week and met with Brooklyn and it, it she soared from there. She, she found out what Brooklyn likes, taught her songs, which taught her to read the best and you know now it's smooth smooth sailing for all the rest of the grade second and third grade but you're gonna have to take those extra steps that you need to uh, mariah any recommendations for a three-year-old who has such a hunger to learn any curriculum you suggest 
Um, actually, yes. Uh, you can go on to education.com and sign up as a teacher. And for $5 a month, you are at unlimited resources, unlimited resources, Mariah, as far as uh, what you can print out. Uh, there are some online games, uh, but I still am old school. I am good with my kids being on the computer and iPads and they have all of that in video games and they do play uh, online games, but I do not leave online uh, computer activities as their only way of learning. Um, I'm still very like, I want you to properly uh, feel a book. I want you to properly use a worksheet. I want you to f properly know how to hold a pen. I want you to work every chance that you're writing with a pen and not clicking on a computer as an opportunity to improve your handwriting, to improve your letters, to see things differently. Um, so. If you go to education.com, there's tons of crafts on there. There's tons of worksheets uh, for, you know, pre-K three and pre-K four that will help her that every day, you know, you can print out and for $5 a month, I mean, when I say thousands, it's like you would never be able to even do everything that they have. But, you know, if she's got a hunger to learn, start working on colors. Here's actually a really awesome thing. I brought a few things from the house uh, Mariah, so if you're still on this, Maddie, if you zoom in real quick on that um, camera, this is called Logic, and it's a stem uh, a stem box of these um, puzzles. Kids love puzzles. Get your kids into puzzles. It anything like puzzles, Legos. Uh, it really uh, works on your mind as far as trying to figure out the next step without things being so, you know, uh, noticeable. So puzzles, for me, I introduced all my kids to puzzles. I was big on, I'm gonna sit with you and we're gonna learn how to do a puzzle. And then they got an attraction for it and then I've always just bought so many puzzles because then you start saying, here, go do this, put this together for me, and then they're sitting there. But this logic is for two to five year olds and it has like an animal in the middle. And so on one side, it wants you to match the little animal. So it's the same one as a puzzle. And then on the other side, it's a carrot. So then you're like familiarizing, well, what does a bunny rabbit eat? And then they're starting to put that together. So anything like that, uh, read to your kids every night, read books to your kids every night, get your kids into reading, get your kids. Um, uh, but one thing for my kids, there wasn't a time from, from a baby on that there hasn't been where I get in bed and I'm like, let's read, let's read because the words they hear, I mean, it's gonna trigger their mind to expand. Uh, stories, it, it gives you an imagination, and when you have an imagination, it's stretched, and then there's like no telling, you know, Maddie has journals, she's written books, and she does that because Ted's always been a storyteller and gets in bed and they do these add-on stories. You can get those books that it's like, um, what do they call them, Maddie, where you, you figure out if you wanna go this direction or, huh? Yes, a choice story. So Maddie and Ted's always introduced the kids to a choice story. And so there's all different books and stories out there where you get to a part and it's like, what should they do next? Should they do this and this? And that kind of stuff really, really 
um, engages kids and it really attracts them to open their mind to go further. So then, you know, once we started doing choice stories and then Maddie got to the point of writing, she started wanting to write her own story. So she's got a journal at home where it's a book, a chapter book that she writes and she adds on to it. Sometimes she'll go away from it, then she comes back a couple months later and then she adds on to it. But it, it, the choice stories really open up your kid's mind into uh, learning more. Okay, so Maddie, what is the next? You know what? Real quick, I'm going to give away, before I keep r answering these questions, because some of you might are ready to move on and these questions don't pertain to you, and I know I'm so sorry. I should have given the Bible away after I, um, after I uh, prayed for you. But real quick, Maddie, type me who the, the winner is, in the, and then go back to the questions. Uh, so the winner of the Bible is... Oh, Jessica McCuller, I hope you're still on. I hope you're still on. Congratulations, you won the Paul's Leather Bible. Um, so I'm gonna get with you on there and I want you to actually, if you wanna go to their website, uh, I think it's Paul Paul's Leather company.com but if you want to go to their website and just start looking and uh, pick out which color you want and um, I will get that ordered for you and get that engraved so I am so excited for you Jessica congratulations congratulations um, on being the Bible winner of this week's Friday favorite giveaways um, so just to give you a head start if you want to go on the website to start looking if not I'll send it to you when I get done with the broadcast uh, a few more questions I'm gonna take go up Maddie there was a few more uh, yeah, you can find them on Amazon, um, Allison. I'll go home and look up a few of the names that we have. Um, I have several, uh, Gina, yeah, STEM things are great. Um, uh, Karen, I actually, you said you missed the broadcast. I actually taught on that, so I'm going to ask you to go back and watch the broadcast because I do answer that question about disobedient, rebellious kids. Uh, what was that website? Oh, Gina, it's education.com. Education.com. All right, Maddie, go back. Other way. Other way. Yep, because there's more questions. Keep going. I already did that one. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And, yep, I have several STEM things. Yep, keep going. Puzzles. Uh, can you post the link for the logic puzzle you showed? Um, I will. I will give. I will get the link for you because um, I bought this at a store, uh, so I will find it online for you and I'll send you the link. There are huh? Uh, no, I, I reached all of them. Can you post the link? I already did all those. No, there's more. There's what is it? Maddie's gonna find a question that I did not answer. She is the leader of the group, Tiffany and Ted, and everyone else is out of town. Oh, hey Liz, yes. If I work during the day, could I still do their schooling in the evening? Absolutely. You get to choose whatever times you want your kids to do school. Like I said, as long as you get it done, and you do have a certain amount of time. I know with the academy that I do, I have a normal school schedule as far as 10 months to do school. Um, if you just do homeschooling without having an accredited school attached to it, um, there might be a time limit, but that kind of stuff you would find out within your city and your town and like who, who your actual you know, person you have to contact with, they'll probably give you a time limit, but the average is 10 months. Uh, for school. 
Uh, should I make a list of all the reasons I think I can't do it or would fail at it? Why would you want to make a list of all the reasons that you can't do it or would fail at it? That, that you don't need to do that. You don't need to bring that up. You need to make a list of all the reasons why you can do it. And so you need to go through Aaron, the word of God and list the different things. If you need to read through Exodus three and four, if you need to write down Exodus four, 14 through 16, and it's the last verse that I had told you to write or second Samuel uh, 22, 36. I could also find you some other verses uh, and send them to you, but you don't need to write out the ver what, why you can't do something. That would just be writing down the lies of the enemy. We don't want to write down the lies of the enemy. We want to write down why God equipped me, why I can do it. We don't need to write down anything but the positive. The enemy wants you to write out the, the negative and see that in front of your face and dwell on that and put that into your eye gate and put that into your mind. But that's not what we want to do. Um, Hannah said, at what age did you start a structured curriculum? Uh, I didn't start school for my kids until they were five. At five, you can officially start kindergarten. Um, and so I, I started my kids at five because I felt they were ready. If you feel like your kid needs the extra year, you know, and start kindergarten at six, then do do what's best for your kid. You know, I, I, I get, people are always so pressured by society and pressured when so-and-so started their kids and pressured by that. Don't, don't be pressured. Don't be pressured by that. You start, you, you, you feel when your kid needs to start. Yeah, I did that with each one of my kids. If they didn't feel like, if I didn't, if I looked at them and based on their skills and what they had and I thought, well, I need to work on them a little longer before I officially start school with them, then I did. So, you know, if you feel like you need a little bit more time with your kid or you feel like they're ready, that's going to be your choice. Carolyn, I had a dream a couple months ago that I was homeschooling and me and my husband were traveling with Ted, committed to gospel and homeschooling. So I guess we'll see if we end up moving out there one day. Who is that? Oh, Crystal. Yeah, well, you know what? God has uh, given us dreams and, you know, of the future. And so you never know. And we would love to see you. Crystal, where do you live right now? Where, where do you, uh, where are you living right now? You know, I'm not, I'm going to say South Florida is really nice. South Florida is very nice. South Florida is probably one of the nicest places of Florida. You can find other pretty places uh, along the coast, but South Florida is going to be one of the be better places of all of Florida to live. And believe me, I'm from Florida. I am a Floridian, born and raised. I've been all over the state. Uh, Texas. I love Texas. You know, we were in Texas a few times this year, and we're going to be going back again next year. And I'm excited because I have a new, newfound love for that state. I have been there before, but now I really got some spend some time there and I love Texas you are in a good good state well I hope I was able to help you guys out with answering some of those questions but you know where to reach me uh, make sure you find me on um, Heather says South Florida is very nice and she will be living here soon um, and uh, I uh, encourage you and I really 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 believe uh, for you to be able to do this and step out and I want to tell you like I will be there to help you out because I'm very I, and in this last year and a half uh, to see what the world is doing and what they are unleashing 
I have a greater passion uh, to have your kids homeschooled than I ever have felt before. Before it was like, it's nice, we get our own schedule, it's great, I can speak into my kids, but I'm telling you, I'm on a whole other like level of passion for homeschooling and telling you that you can do it, that you can go after it, that it's absolutely 100% doable with you and your kids. No matter, you know, the few little things you had to go through that, you know, you're battling personalities and stuff like that. But I totally know you can do it. And I know, I know that this teaching has helped a lot of people. So if you know someone that needs what I spoke on today, uh, make sure you share it. Make sure you get it to them. And if you have any other questions, make sure you are uh, reaching out to me. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Um, you can find me on Facebook. And like I said, I will uh, get back with you. Just give me uh, a little bit of time. And my husband says, dump public school. And I'm going to say I'm on that train too. So <laughs> I love you guys. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. I know I went a little bit longer today because I took questions, but I really felt like, you know, I, I needed to encourage you and let you know. If you're thinking about it, do it. If you're home and your kids are off at school, get them home, homeschool them. You can do it. It's not an inconvenience. It's an absolute blessing. I love you guys. And next week, um, I'll be with you on Wednesday and Friday. Uh, but Ted will be back uh, in the morning. I've had a great time with you guys this week. Thank you for hanging out with me all week. Um, I love you all. And I uh, will talk to you soon. Have a great weekend.